You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The African Christian Democratic Party, the ACDP, says it expects increased budget deficit and government debt levels I beg your pardon, given reduced tax revenue and expenditure overruns. That is when the Finance Minister in Ogodongwana tables his medium-term budget policy statement tomorrow. The party says the only long-term solution to this debt spiral is a rejuvenated economy, premised upon stable electricity and energy provision and a vastly improved logistics network. For more on this, we join on the line by ACDB Parliamentary Whip and Spokesperson on Finance, Steve Swartz, on the line. A very good morning to you and welcome, sir. Good morning, Alex, and good morning to your listeners. Mr. Swartz, firstly, before we get to that particular story, I want your response to President Silver Mopoza's speech and him declaring Friday the 15th of December as a public holiday in celebration of the Springboks' momentous achievement and the achievements of all other sports uh, men and women. No, we absolutely welcome it. It was a most wonderful experience of nation building and just to see how the Springboks came through. Whilst there will be some cost, obviously, to the economy, obviously we also need to celebrate this wonderful win and to really come together as a nation. Sport has, as former President Nelson Mandela said, a wonderful way of joining and building social cohesion, building nation building, and I think it will be a wonderful time of rejoicing in our nation. So, yes, the, uh, what is interesting is that the normal public holiday, the 16th of December, falls on a Saturday, so this will be Friday and Saturday. So, thankfully, in December, the economy is quieter, um, and I don't think that the economy should lose too much. And, of course, by postponing it to December, when allows the matriculants to finish the exam. So, yes, we welcome that Now, as members of parliament, were you informed about uh, this holiday announcement? And as we understand that the president cannot unilaterally declare a public holiday. No, we were not aware of that, but I do understand that he would consult with cabinet members and obviously it's got to be gazetted. Uh, In the government gazette, there is a process and and parliament has an oversight function, but I I, I don't see any opposition coming uh, to that announcement given the excitement that the nation experienced the unprecedented fourth World Cup rugby World Cup win. So I don't see there being any opposition from members of Parliament. But we weren't advised of it. Remember, it was over the weekend. Parliament's not sitting at this stage uh, over the weekend. So I'm sure it will be canvassed uh, going forward should there need uh, some form of oversight. But again, I want to emphasize that uh, I can't see anyone opposing such a wonderful announcement. Let's now go back to our main story because the Finance Minister Ino Gunungwana will table his medium-term budget policy statement tomorrow. Um, what is your view on the Finance Minister? D- does he need to carefully balance the possible solutions to the fiscal crisis? And what are your expectations for the uh, medium-term budget policy statement? Yes, absolutely. As you indicated in the opening insert, we are concerned about the fiscal crisis. That means that we are spending far much more than we are collecting as revenue. And the main reason for that is the slow economic growth for the past year, as opposed to the projections in the February budget. And we saw a lot of uh, issues, mainly load shedding, 
to unprecedented levels and major challenges with logistics that transmit. So with previous, in the previous years, we had a 100 billion rand tax windfall due to a commodity boom and exports. This year, that has fallen away due to challenges at Transnet and secondly, due to the commodity prices dropping. So the minister is in a very difficult situation. He's faced with increasing spending pressures with less income, less revenue. And so what we are expecting is because it's a, that we're going into a, 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 an election year, we don't think he will increase taxes at all because that would be unpalatable. And we know that households, individuals are really struggling with cost of living, with increased costs of energy, of petrol, of interest rates. So we don't think he will increase taxes. So he's got to find that the revenue elsewhere, one of the ways what we believe is there is the tax gap, which is tax that is owed, and there's approximately 300 billion rand that is owed to SARS that has not yet been collected. If only 10% of that is collected, that's an extra 30 billion rand, and that could go a long way to help that gap between revenue collected and what is to be spent. I Secondly, think, yes, carry on. Yes, yes. Secondly, one of the challenges has been that the public sector wage bill came in much higher than expected. In February, it was penciled in at only 1.6%, and only much higher, and there's an additional 37 billion rand that must be found to finance that. So what we are also saying is, and ACDP has always said, there are tens of billions of rand that have been stolen through state capture and corruption. Mm-hmm. Now, if those funds are collected, and if you incapacitate law enforcement, such as your Hawks, your National, national Prosecuting Authority. Yes. I've, I've served many, many years in the Justice Committee. Your Interforce Unit has got incredible powers to match assets. You can collect tens of billions of rands that can also yes. help balance the books. Mm-hmm. We believe that uh, if you capacitate them with forensic, more forensic investigators, you can't track yes. budgets now. And that is the challenge that the government is faced with. The Mr. National Swart? Treasury sent out messages to Mr. Swart, I thank you so much for your time. That was ACDP Parliamentary Whip and Spokesperson on Finance, Steve Swart. Now, civil society organizations and trade unions will today host a joint press conference ahead of Wednesday's medium-term budget policy statement by the Finance Minister in Ogodongwana. They want to discuss the importance of prioritizing constitutional rights and the well-being of communities and workers over narrow budget deficit targets. For more on this, we joined on the line by Safti spokesperson Trevor Sharko. Very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning, Elvis, and thanks for having us. Why have civil society organizations and labor unions called for this joint press conference ahead of Wednesday's medium-term budget policy statement by the finance minister? It is to say that we do not approve of the plans by the government, the national treasury, to contemplate cuts in the face of what they call fiscal gap. We don't think that, at the current moment, the mismatches in revenue collection and government expenditure are warranting to be called fiscal crisis and therefore warrant cuts. But secondly, there is, in my view, a, an unnecessary hysteria that has been called or rather has, has been uh, happening and unfolding in the country. And this, in my view, is happening as a result of the collapse of the intellectual community, because what is happening here is that 
all of us have accepted the narrative by government and some neoliberal economists who continue to tell us that there is fiscal crisis, there is a fiscal cliff we're marching to, and therefore government mismatch in the revenue collection vis-a-vis what it is spending warrants to be called a fiscal crisis. And therefore, government has only three ways in which it can solve that problem. It has, in that uh, particular narrative, if it has to avoid this crisis, it has to collect more taxes. And of course, we don't want them to collect more taxes. No people or no section of society actually wants them to collect more taxes. They are left with two choices. The mm. second choice is to borrow. We don't want them to borrow because we think that they are compromising the monetary sovereignty by borrowing in foreign-denominated debt. So they have one more choice, an option, and that is to cut on public goods and services. The thing is, once you start accepting the narrative, once you start the, accepting the, the premise from which they begin, which is that government has to collect tax and borrow before it can spend, then you have to follow the logical conclusion of that is, uh, of that premise. And that logical conclusion is that you've got to accept that cut must be administered. We don't accept that. We think that government has the ability to spend without having to collect tax and without having to borrow. And when, as Labour, we met them last week on the 25th, on Wednesday, we put it to them. I personally put it to them, as because I was part of that meeting, that they have got the power to spend money into creation. Why are they not exercising that power to be able to spend, especially because our debt-to-GDP ratio is not as high as they, as they say, but also our budget deficit is not as high as they say. They said to me, they did not reject the argument altogether. What they said was that there are technical problems that they may make. And of course, we argued those particular technical problems. And what I'm trying to say here is that there's been a regretful and a disappointing acceptance of the explanations that Treasury has been given without actually bringing the real arguments on the table. And everybody's hysteria is coming out of that. Mm-hmm. So you don't want government to borrow. You don't want taxes raised. You don't believe there's a fiscal cliff or a, a fiscal crisis. So what are your expectations then for the MTB at PPS? We're saying to them, do not cut and spend money into creation to ensure that you spend into critical areas of expenditure that will lead to economic growth and to the delivery of services. And for us, mm-hmm. that means spending on education, spending on health, and on the other side, ensuring that you have targeted expenditure for those infrastructure uh, uh, targets which will allow us to be able to grow our economic, uh, our economy and the, and the mm-hmm. GDP. And that includes spending on improving the railway of freight transportation, improving the transportation of goods from different destinations of production, from different sources of, desti- of, of, of production to the destinations of consumption. Mm-hmm. And, and that will help us. But also, you've got to ensure that you invest in some of the steel under the prices because their underperformance is what is leading to a number of problems in the economy, including the underspending and the underinvestment at ESCO is what, at the current moment, is leading to the problems of low economic growth in the economy. And therefore, low economic growth means that the debt-to-GDP ratio will widen, and as a result, they will continue to call and cause this hysteria mm-hmm. about debt-to-GDP ratio that is rising yeah. and widening 
that needs to be kept. But the Shaku, finally, what's your reaction to President Cyril Ramaphosa's speech and him declaring Friday the 15th of December a public holiday in celebration of the Springboks' momentous achievement? We think that there's no problem with that. People, I see them crying that uh, we should have had the holiday yesterday. But I think the grade 12s are writing, and therefore there's no need for us to be disturbing such a, 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 a schedule and a calendar that has been developed more than a year ago. The grade 12s must be allowed to write, and we will enjoy that holiday on the 15th. Uh, we'll be able to live on the 14th to our homes and all of that. So I think... There's no problem with that. I thank you so much. Softu spokesperson Trevor Sharku on the line. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.